Well, hello. This is the Edible Valley Podcast. My name is William. How's it going? I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser, and today we're going to get into a little bit of stadium food and talk about tailgating. Do you ever wonder where your food comes from? That's what got us started on this adventure. In each episode, we ask experts to weigh in on the food topics that matter to you, from growers to producers to chefs. And I challenge John, Darren, and you to learn more about your food and the stories behind it. From our hub on Vancouver Island in the beautiful Comox Valley, join us as we explore our edible valley. So tailgating is something I had never heard of. It's about 2013, I was working for a radio station here in, in the Comox Valley, and I had to give away a tailgating beer fridge now for me tailgating is when you drive really close to someone <laughs> so, and i was like is that connected like is it i, don't, I just didn't I was like, and i didn't have the foresight to just google it so tailgating tailgating this is stadium at its best right this is like this is socializing we're gonna get into this fully basically throwing everything in the back of the pickup truck <laughs> Pulling up, opening that door, and having some drinks, having some food, and getting ready for the big event. <laughs> now, would it be accurate to say, that, well, I'll give you a choice. One, you spent the last week studying at a library. Or two, you've been to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, can I smell alcohol <laughs> on your breath? <laughs> there, there may be still. Yeah, yeah, I haven't slept for four days. Do you, can you uh, can you remember anything? Well, I'm going to tell you some stuff, but there's a lot of stuff I can't tell you. <laughs> because it stays there. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, the Super Bowl. I mean, firstly, let's just quickly talk about this. This is not a sport podcast, but... So it was Kansas City Chiefs yes. versus San Francisco... 49ers. Right. And the Chiefs came up victorious with yeah. Patrick Mahomes bringing back the winning trophy again. That's so amazing. It was a, it was an amazing game. It was it went into overtime. The, That's always exciting. I mean, it is. It, yeah, it was the largest television audience of any sporting event ever, bigger right. than the moon landing. This, yeah. and mm. so it was. It was incredible, and to be as part of this was, I th there's words that can't explain. Press I, pass. Press pass. <laughs> Thank God that's how I afforded this. But yeah, it was just, it was incredible to be. I've never seen so many people in my life. Like celebrities. Celebrities. And Canadians. Can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone. I even saw a, a Saskatchewan Rough Rider jersey there. Wow. Okay. Which, which me and Aaron were laughing at because you see those every, every mm. you can't go to a game without seeing one. I, now I'm. I, I am down in Southern California every now and then to see my sister. And I'm amazed. I only ever go there in the out of season because obviously it's nice to get out the Canadian winter, even the one on the island. And the amount of Canadian plates you see down there, you know, the Saskatchewan's, the Albertas. It's amazing. There are a lot of Canadians down there. We like to travel. Yeah. And part of that, we like to have great food. 
Now let's talk about the food. Let's get into the food. What is, yeah, I mean, what is tailgating food? Well, should we start from the beginning? The, the history, how did it start? Well, because this it, is going to blend into to what the food is. I mean, it has a lot of agricultural roots. Basically, people gathering around the farms and get, meeting in a, a communal area for food. And, and basically driving up in your truck, your wagon, and sharing food and stories with people, right? And was that was that always connected with the sport or connected to Super Bowl like how connected Well, I think things? it was really the the college football culture. Um, okay. was really popular in the mid 20th century, right? With a lot of college games and stuff like that, people would show up with grills and coolers and enjoy drinks. And it definitely like really grew the rise of the automotive culture, right? Okay. Like after the Second World War, everyone owned a car, so you were traveling out to all these events, right? That and you needed to bring some food with you, right? You see, so. I don't think there's an equivalent in Europe. In the, I mean, in terms of the UK, I don't think there's any... We've got car boot sales. That is literally the most equivalent of when you pull up, open the boot, and the back of your car is 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 relevant. Yeah, no. You know, not, not anything family-friendly anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's very, very interesting that there is this whole culture here of tailgating. Um, and, yeah. it's, and it's just grown up, right? So you've got sports like the NFL, right, which where I was at. Baseball games, NASCAR, you know, concerts, right. festivals, you know. It's just getting out there. And these, these, these things are expanding and becoming bigger and bigger every year. And I think, too, like I felt with Las Vegas, a lot of it was like it was also like the food truck culture was. Yeah. They're setting up all these great areas with food trucks everywhere. So that sort of to me is almost a, a, an expansion of the tailgate because you've got these little social areas where you gather, you have food, you have drinks, you get to see anyone. And like the weirdest thing for me was like being in Vegas and you just walk around with an open beer everywhere so really it's completely legal it's just what you do right so in terms of these food trucks i mean we all have food trucks i'm gonna give a shout out to one of our listeners now she, she happens to be my sister victoria carolyn but you know she'd listen regardless <laughs> she, she's a big fan of yours john i was gonna say if you're in palm springs she'd love to see you i would love Aaron. to, to her, <laughs> for sure no, they, they've got Disneyland passes and they were driving through LA a few days ago and they were at a, some stoplights and to their left, no, wait a minute, in, the, in my mind I was in the UK, to their right on the pavement, there was a taco stand. Now, there is pretty much almost certainly Mexicans serving there and they're just, they've got this, this big heater, this big kind of grill thing and... There's a line of people like seven or eight deep, one in the morning in Los Angeles, in the outer areas of Los Angeles. And they were like, we've got to eat there. They were, they were full. They'd already eaten, but they wanted to try this food because they could just sense it was going to be really good. They parked up at a petrol station, gas station. They went and got into the queue and everyone in the line was Mexican or Spanish speaking. And so they were just ordering in Spanish and they don't speak any Spanish. They had no idea what this was. They just knew they needed to try this food. My sister said that she's never sounded so English. When they got to the front, she was like, everyone's order up till then was just one, two, please, three, please. That's it in Spanish. Um, and the guy, no conversation. The guy's just cooking. You know, he's, he's knocking them out. And she goes, what type of meat is that, please? <laughs> you know, oh my God. Cue the, cue the, the gringos, you know. So they ended up ordering seven tacos. And she said they know that they don't even know where they were in LA. 
They'll never find this place. <laughs> uh, they don't want to take any pictures because people can get a bit sensitive about that. You of never course. know the story of people serving it, but you just know that they're good people serving good food. You know, so they went away with the food. They ate it in their car and they said it was the best Mexican food they have ever tasted. And it just breaks their heart. They're never going to see it again. But they were really grateful for that experience. And I think food trucks and street food really connected things you know well and i think that's why like this tailgate culture is so incredible because i mean this is totally breaking away from the edible valley sort of like our message and how we do with food yeah but i think it's still capture relating a lot of it that it's like it's about having this like being able to socialize with food and just be experienced because i think there's there's a thing about taste and flavor but there's also the community the environment yeah. everything around you just yeah. adds adds to yeah. that 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 taste you know yeah. what you're enjoying what you're eating yeah. right so. it connects that occasion with eating which is a totally different and it, it really does create something wonderful oh a magic it's, moment it's absolutely amazing so i was gonna go back and there's a couple interesting uh notes i got here just with uh the history and some, some interesting history facts about t- what were considered tailgates. But they say the Green Bay Packers uh, was really, they're sort of the birth of the tailgate culture. In the early days, the, the fans would gather in the parking lot in this the city stadium and enjoy food and drinks there. And the informal gatherings eventually grew into an organized and, and, and spirited tailgating parties, which, which you know today. So it's something that's like, this is like, just a slow gradual migration you know like they finally all of a sudden started setting this up and people started coming in and checking it out right like and it probably one guy was like he's got his barbecue there and he's like i gotta wait in line might as well have something to eat yeah like i think that's that's just beautiful i was gonna say they have the first recorded tailgate party it was back in 1869 uh, I thought you were going to say 100 years after no, that. No, no. I thought 18, you were going to say the 50s. No, 1869. What was it on the back? Uh, it was a college, college, college football team. Uh, the fans traveled by horse-drawn carriage to indulge in food and drinks in the back of their wagons and set the stage for tailgating traditions. Could that be? Okay, this, is, this, this could be the true thing, but it could also be funny. Is it anything to do with the horse's tail? And is that why it's called a tailgate? Yeah, but is that why it's called the tailgate? Because I, a tail I, oh, was the yeah. back of a horse. Exactly. And a tail is the back of a truck. And Coincidence? So just the back. Of- <laughs> I know where you're going. Well. Yeah, honestly, though, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It totally is. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so in, and then in the Civil War, some, some historians trace back tailgating to the Civil War, where soldiers and families would actually meet before the battle. Wow. And have picnics and stuff like that. <laughs> Slightly different vibe there. Not as exciting. A little, <laughs> little, little more trauma they were saying a lot of prohibition eras right uh, it was a it was a great way to sneak alcohol into events right. or to have those they would uh, smuggle it in a loaf of bread which i thought that was an interesting way yeah so it's just sort of one of those things you know like the people just like to gather and if you're going to gather you might as well have some food right let's so, talk about the food let's talk about food for sure so what kind of foods is it is there now? Let's kind of get more into the what in a really good tailgating party. What kind of foods do you expect? Well, you know what, I've got. We did a couple interviews when we were at Super Bowl, so I'm gonna play those right now. Just just we we got to talk to a couple different people, and it was really really interesting from from all over. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, so cool. we're gonna play those right now. 
Jenny Krapinski, Denver, Colorado. And are you going to the Super Bowl today? No. No? Are you watching? Watch the party. party. Excellent. Yes. And what is your favorite Super Bowl food? Wings. Wings? <laughs> yeah. What type of wings? Bar- uh, buffalo. Excellent. And do you have like a Super Bowl food? If you're watching it from home, what you make is like a go-to? Yeah. Sliders. Spicy buffalo dip is really good. Oh, excellent. Perfect. Some Fritos. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and your beverage of choice? Probably wine. Wine. Good choice. Excellent. <laughs> Keith's from Ontario, Canada. Excellent. <laughs> and are you going to the game today? I am not. Nope. My wife and I were hoping to find a way to get in because we have these adorable together. Her says together. Mine says since 2017. And so, and because 12 Nation, right? So 12's on the front, but together since 2017 on the back. Um, we were hoping we would be so adorable that like Marshawn Lynch would find us and say, hey, why don't you come into our box? Um, but unfortunately not. So are you finding a bar or a restaurant to watch it in? Yeah. yeah. And we have zero plan because really we were like uh, trying to will the game to happen. Yes. So now we just have to go find a place to watch it. Yeah, and is there a Super Bowl food that you're really hoping to get or try this, this year? Not really. Like being from Canada, I haven't had the In-N-Out burger yet. I would love to have the In-N-Out burger. Yes. And if you're watching at home, is there a go-to Super Bowl food that you like to make? My, I, we call them shachos because my wife's name is Chantal. So chili on nachos. Yes, honey. My name is Moshe Platt. Mm-hmm. I'm from Madtown, Madeira, California. Yes, honey. And are you going to the game today? Yes, we are. What is one particular food that you're looking forward to having at the stadium? Honestly, I'm more of a drinker. <laughs> but you know what? If I had to ask about any type of food, you can never go wrong with a bacon-wrapped hot dog with all the fixings on it the grilled onions and bell peppers maybe a little slices of jalapenos you got we got the, the ketchup the mustard you know what I'm saying the mayo and if you really want to be a little dangerous with it you know what I'm saying put a little you know some little tapatio and stuff on that yes you can never go wrong with that it's very inexpensive it'll do its job but you know what it's right and tight, baby, and all the way right. I love it. And what has been your favorite food that you've had in Vegas in general? Oh, Domenico's, honey. Ooh, love yeah. that place. Yardbird is amazing. Yeah. You know, if you want some brunch. Yeah. Yes, Pretty. you know, you want the comfort food. You know, um, this is a day of celebration. You know, uh, food is good for the soul. So we want that energy, that vibe. So when you got good, that good food in your spirit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Everything else goes right. Best 49ers cheer. Man, bang, bang, Niner game. All day, baby. Are you? Are you? Are you? Yaya. All right. So you can tell from that. Yeah, that, that there was, was some uh, interesting. <laughs> very excited. Very in the moment. There was in the moment. <laughs> Love it. Anyways, it was just nice to talk to some people. Yeah. And just see the excitement. And, it kind and, of took me there. Yeah. You can almost taste the foods when they're talking. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get into some like traditional foods for tailgating and let's go. They're always like hearty, they're flavorful, and they're easy to eat outdoors. Okay. So we're talking grilled meats. So there's nothing better than like burgers, hot dogs, sausages, bratwurst, you know, chicken wings, which is like a Super Bowl staple, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you can do steaks or skewers. Ribs are a great crowd pleaser, right? Like it's grilled yeah. meat because if you're going to do it on a barbecue and you can set it all up there, like that's that's the easy way. Barbecue is easy to bring out there, set up. Another one is a lot of people do like chili. 
is a great thing. Oh, that's oh, a good one. You know, like yeah. nothing better than that. And then that's serving that like you've got dips and chips. So like your guacamole, artichoke dip, uh, chicken buffalo wing dip, you know. And here's the one. I have never realized how much ranch dressing Americans eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my, I mean, obviously this is Canada, but my ranch dressing consumption has dramatically risen since i moved here really that's basically oh, <laughs> i don't think i ever had it was only mayo all the way in England, yeah but yeah anyway so we can talk about some finger food so like finger foods are great easy like sliders stuffed jalapenos mini sandwiches pigs in the blanket everyone's favorite deviled eggs nice. uh, cheese and charcuterie boards and like we saw those everywhere we went to a couple events and they were like handing out little little charcuterie cups to us which was love it great great fun Let's hit nachos as another crowd favorite. Oh, yeah. You can never go wrong with pizza, right? I mean, pizza every time. Every time. You yeah. know what? Honestly, I think we ate pizza every morning for breakfast when I was there because there was a pizza spot as we walked through every day, and it was, yeah. oh, it was great. Uh, and, of course, as I was saying, wings are the, you know, they are the classic game day favorite, right? Whether you've got hot wings, you've got, you know, teriyaki, barbecue, any way you do it, it's always good. And yeah, a little blue cheese dressing or once again, ranch dressing, right? Boom. There you got it. Nice. And of course, don't forget some sweets. So like brownies, cookies, cupcakes, you know, it's always a great way. Great fun. Lots of great food. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm, as usual, starting to get hungry. I thought it would just be hot dogs. I really, really did. I thought it would just be hot dogs. So what, what is the average? If you're walking past the average tailgating party, is it really always that good or is it ever just hot dogs? You know, I think it's a little bit of mix and it depends on where you are. Right. Yeah. As in, I didn't get to really get into it that much at Super Bowl. Yeah. Just because I was on the other side of the stadium for where it was all set up. And were it was, you in the VIP section? We were, I was in the, the, the media section, which it was not even inside the stadium. I was down, <laughs> down these stairs in a tent and there was helicopters flying over top of me every five minutes. So. Oh, yeah. That's but, Southern California, okay. <laughs> so for me, it was great. But then when we entered in, there was like a huge, there were some, t as they were calling them, tailgate parties. And they had musicians playing and bands going. Wow. They had the cheerleaders out there from both teams, uh, you know, rocking it out. So it was, it was pretty astonishing. They're just like anything Las Vegas, on a normal day, it's an assault of the senses. I, I mean, you must have just been knackered when you arrived oh, back just, on the island yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the players went like we were laughing like the the winning team there they were we talked to some people on the flight back yeah and they went out till five in the morning what yeah and then i the, don't even know how to do that and then the <laughs> quarterback patrick Mahomes, was for interviews at 8 30 in the press conference room wow. and then later that afternoon we saw he was in disneyland <laughs> Must have been fun for him. He must have been knackered as well. You know well. what? You win the Super Bowl, that's what you get to do. These names. <laughs> now, can we talk about drink? I mean, is it just what, all these, like, Milwaukee's best <sighs> Miller Lite, Budweiser, is that kind of thing? No, it was. It, there's a great thing. I mean, there's the iconic beer, right? Everyone goes for beer. And it was interviewing her when we got to interview people, and some of them were telling us their favorite drinks. Uh, but like, you know, so beer is like the, the traditional one and it's usually a lighter beer, you know, something you're going to enjoy a nice lager, yeah. a Pilsner are always a nice, good choice. Spirits are something, you know, so you can do a, a spirit like vodka, rum, whiskey, 
tequila often a little bit of a tequila especially when you're in San, uh, las vegas right so you've got the drink well, you can carry it anywhere so it's an open drink yeah policy is it just within the party or anywhere it, i mean this is region by region you gotta definitely in yeah. las vegas it's everywhere really yeah so the average person the only thing is you're not allowed glass that okay, well, that's, I, I believe in that strongly. <laughs> what, so the average person, what are they carrying? Is it a can? Most people, you know, I saw people carrying everything. There would be someone with a glass of wine, someone with a hard seltzer, you know, like that, that's all what you'd see. Yeah. yeah, there would be all sorts of, whether they're drinking coolers or... Trying to paint myself in this location. Yeah, okay. no, and, and so it was... And if someone doesn't want to drink, maybe they're well, driving. Well, you know what? There's a lot of options, right? Soda is a great one, sparkling water, iced tea, lemonade. I mean, you're going to get dehydrated out there, so sports drinks are always good. That's true. I mean, what, what was the temperature? Oh, it was actually, it was probably about 10 degrees. It wasn't that hot. No, we were actually... Celsius. Like, yes. yes. Like, it was... Yes. So, we were... 10 degrees? No, it, it was about equivalent to what it was here. Oh, like wow. we did not feel any... I'm amazed. Yeah. I, I looked on the... It looked like it was about 75, 80. No, it like would warm up the, and then yeah. it would wow. uh, cool down at night. Yeah. And then, of course, you can always do a nice mocktail for yourself. Yeah. So many there. Fruit-infused water, cold brew coffee... A good old coffee, because I drank a lot of coffee when I was there to keep myself going. And where do people buy these <laughs> drinks from? I mean, are they making it themselves? Are they... Well, if you're traditionally at your own tailgate party, you're bringing in your own beverages. Nice. And that's not a problem. It's usually not a problem, because you got yeah. everything packed in your car and you're sharing with people. So it's just a good experience, right? And how does it change? So we're, I'm focused very much on Las Vegas, because I'm amazed that you went on this trip and got into the media room. But around, Sam in Tennessee or Alabama or somewhere down south like that, what uh, differences do you think you're going to see between regions? I think you're going to see things like definitely food preferences. Okay. Right? Like you're going to see definitely a difference between like southern barbecue, bratwurst, you know, depending on what region of the area you're going to be in, mm. you're going to have different different foods, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I think every region has their own. That's so they kind of lean into what their own thing is. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I bet the southwest Las Vegas is just very much uh, probably a lot of Mexican food like tacos oh, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. I would see that. I don't even think we mentioned tacos, but that's an excellent tailgating yeah. thing. Like you just grill that up on a barbecue, have some shells there or some soft tacos. They must just be the most popular food down there, actually, oh. especially at that time. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so, of course, your 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 drink beverages will change too, right? So... Some, you know, most places are all having beers and stuff like that. But you'll notice on the West Coast, maybe Northern, we're a little bit more into craft beers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Different breweries. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whereas you move a little bit farther south, they might be like later California is a big wine area. So maybe yeah. more wine in those areas. So who we're not to judge, right? And then, of course, you know, whatever city you're in, you've always got the team and what they're wearing. So, yeah. And everyone was wearing jerseys. I have never seen more red in my life. Really? I mean, both teams were red, but like... Oh, so everyone was... What were you guys wearing? We were just wearing something respectable because like we were neutral. not trying to pick sides. <laughs> <laughs> I did have... We did walk in the, on the Chiefs having a little rah-rah. Yeah. And this guy came up to me and he gave me the... They were giving out towels with the with the names on there for for waving in the stands and he just comes up to he's like oh media he's like you got to pick a side eventually (laughs) (laughs) there you go oh and you were san francisco i'm probably kansas i like the sound i've never been to kansas but i'd like to one day yeah oh wow 
What other things can I tell you about? Well, here's some. Let's talk a little bit about if you want to start a, a tailgating tradition, we can all do this, right? Do like, yeah. this is like some things to be thinking about. So let's always think about planning ahead, come up with a menu, figure out how many people are coming with you and get all your stuff together. You know, prep your ingredients ahead of time. Like if okay. you're going to be cooking anything or have it, have it all ready to go there. It'll just make your life so much easier when you set up and you actually get to relax and enjoy this. Uh, choose portable dishes, dishes that you can easily move around. Move around. Yeah. Uh, use and, a, and like paper plates and stuff like exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Portable grill is always, is always an easy one for you so that you can have it all set up there yeah. real quick. Take down. Pack the essentials. Don't forget the things like cutting boards, knives, spatulas, tongs, <laughs> aluminum foil, paper towel, and of course, a garbage bag. You're basically moving all oh, the garbage. Bag. <laughs> You're basically moving your kitchen out onto the back of your truck. Exactly. So yeah, making sure your cooler is set up with, with ice that's going to last for the time. Oh, I imagine uh, you need so much ice. And then another thing is always one of those things, and this is a, if you're a caterer or if you're doing anything, bring seasonings. Yeah. Salt and pepper, garlic powder, maybe a barbecue rub, all those little things. Bring them with there. You don't know when you're going to need them. It just adds that extra. And, you know, like have a variety of options. Try not to just set to one thing, you know, mix your appetizers, your main course and your sides. And definitely too, you want to keep it safe. So that's where I'm like, keep hot foods hot, cold foods cold. Yeah. As best as you can. Yeah. <clears throat> just going to make your, then you, yeah, that guacamole that's been sitting out in the sun all night, you know, let's, we're, we're going to be a little worried about that. <laughs> The other thing too is like, yeah, making making dishes ahead. Okay. Know? And then the most important fun. Yeah, getting as much done ahead of time yeah. is really important. Yeah. yeah. And then this leads to the most important thing is have fun. You know, it's about enjoying food, good company, and don't stress too much on per about perfection. Focus on just creating a great environment, right? And just love a it. great time. Love it. Wow. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So you get hangover? I am, I'm feeling, I'm feeling alive. I'm kind of hungry now, actually. <laughs> I've, I got to eat so many good foods down there. I mean, Las Vegas is the area for buffets. There's, it's just, it's just crazy. There's food everywhere there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's good food. There's some bad food, but yeah, I just, I had a great time down oh, there. I so. love buffets. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a buffet one. Well, time. let's, let's set that down for another day yeah, and we'll yeah. do a whole episode about buffets because that's the, that's what it's, it's about having food and sharing and yeah. trying as much as you possibly can. So next year we're going to be doing a live tailgate party. That's, just let's do that. Yeah. The Edible Valley tailgate party yeah. will be happening. We'll bring <laughs> people by. We'll set up some barbecues. Job done. Maybe it'll be a fundraiser for, for us. We'll do a Edible Valley podcast fundraiser. We'll donate the money to something. Food bank. There we go. Job done. Let's do it. And then, <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to hold us to that, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's a gorgeous day. But this is being recorded on the 14th. Of February 2024, John, what is that date? Oh, yeah, it's Valentine's Day. It is. I hope yeah. you've treated your wife well. Yeah, well, she's not my wife. Oh, right. Yeah. I have my wife. She's my fiance. <laughs> we were saying today, we were saying today that we basically say, like, when everyone just assumes we're engaged and now we're engaged, everyone just assumes we're married. And I love that. I love I actually love that. So I'm taking the wife and, uh, and little Penelope. We're going to a restaurant and we're going to go for a walk uh, to the Oyster River Forest where we first met. For our first date, all those years ago. Well, it, for me, it's not only Valentine's Day, 
but it's my four month anniversary of getting married. That's correct. You so guys. it's a double big day for me. <laughs> and I'm here doing a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> All right. Well, whatever you're doing, I hope it's a good one. Thank you so much as ever for listening. It really does mean a lot to us. For now, for the Edible Valley podcast, my name is William Stringer. And I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And we hope you listen to more episodes that are coming up because we got some fun stuff coming in the future here. And that wraps up another episode of the Edible Valley podcast. Thanks for tuning in. And a special thanks goes to the local businesses that help support our podcast. They make it possible for us to showcase your local food community. We'd love you to follow us on your preferred social media at Edible Valley, where you can check out our blog, find recipes and tips, behind the scenes, and of course, keep a lookout for where we are going to turn up next in your Edible Valley. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm not getting any. Can you just make sure your mic's turned on? Will it help yeah. if I turn the mic on? Ah, there we go. Well, hello. This is the Edible Valley Podcast. My name is William. How's it going? I'm Chef Jonathan Fraser. And this has been an Edible Valley production. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Okay. Ready again?